Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Here we are again, everyone. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. Um, I appreciate all your support. This has been fantastic. We um, are doing really amazing things, but it's because of you. So thank you so much. I need, uh, I need to give a shout out to our sponsors, Thread Wallets, Siegfried & Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, um, Mountain View Spine and Orthopedics, uh, Living uh, Recovery Interventions, and uh, uh, a few of you silent uh, sponsors. I want to thank you too for you know, helping support this, and you know who you are. Uh, the music that you're going to hear at the beginning and the end of this is by Paul Cardall, uh, a really good friend of mine now, and I'm just grateful for him. And uh, I'm just excited. Today's a little different uh, podcast that we're going to do here today. I've got my uh, long life friends with me today, uh, people that I love so much, and uh, they're my best friends. And we're, we've been, you know, friends for decades now. And uh, here we all are. And we're going to talk about some crazy things today. We're going to talk about life lessons. We're going to talk about funny things, just you know, friendship and that kind of fun thing. And so I'm going to introduce everyone. I have, we have Scott Forbes, Drew Tovey, Mike Pratt. He goes by Sean. I don't know why. That's another story. Uh, but I'm never calling him Sean. <clears throat> and then we have Dean Thompson. And uh, these guys are amazing people. And we're just going to talk today and have a good conversation. I think you guys will love this. And so, Scott, maybe we start with you. Tell us just a little bit about you. Um, Sly, thank you um, for having us. This is going to be a lot of fun today. I think we're in for some good laughs. Uh, my name is Scott Forbes. Uh, father of two, uh, now five, with my wife, Stacy. Um, our kids range from 32 to 17. And um, I own a dog treat company, uh, bullyboypets.net.com. <laughs> We're already in trouble here. We're already in trouble. Um, I've known Sly for 40 plus years, and uh, we have a lot of fun history that goes way back. And yeah. um, the group of guys here today are very special to me. They are my brothers, um, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. So, Tove, to you. Uh, my name is Drew Tovey. I have a uh, father to two sons, 29 and 25, Tanner and Tyler. Yeah. Uh, grandfather to a two-and-a-half-year-old, Tatum. Um, nice. I work in landscape uh, business. own my own landscaping company called Turfworks. There's no turfworks.com. Um, but Do you have a dot .net? Uh, no, dot .net, oh, .org, dot .nothing. Uh, anyway, Sly, thanks for having us here. This should yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah, somebody just bought that, by the way. Someone's Probably. right now. Have fun with it. Yeah, have fun with it. Take all the residentials you can get. Okay. Uh, Sean Michael Pratt, as Todd uh, said earlier. <laughs> We'll get into that, I'm sure, when we're talking. Um, I am a father of three daughters. Mine range from 35 to 13. Yes, wow, you heard dude. that. Yeah, twins, right? The twins, game. two 13-year-olds that are keeping me young. Um, I uh, work at a startup company uh, in nutraceuticals, 
and uh, I don't have any plugs for that. So, uh, <laughs> but we've uh, we've all been friends for and more years than I think I want to mention. Uh, over forty now, but uh, yeah, this will be fun. We see each other probably not enough these days, right? But enough that. Uh, yeah. You know, we keep in there, so I'll keep it going. So here's Dino. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet, man. Uh, I'm married to my wonderful wife, Paula. No kids. Uh, work for a company called Hood Packaging and live here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm just happy to be here today and amongst been, my friends. Tom. And you've been hood at Hood for how long? Almost 25 years now. Jeez, that's amazing. Seriously, Thank truly you. amazing. Well, here we are, guys. Um, it's funny, like, <laughs> you guys got all quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> it's funny, when you turn on the mics, everybody's like, oh, boy. Right? A little different. Again, we're just here having a conversation. We're just having fun. Um, thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been through a lot, but uh, let's talk a little bit about growing up together. We have some crazy stories. Um, I, we were just talking. Um, I was just you know, reminded by Dean when we were walking home from junior high one day, and uh, Dean's walking with in the snow with no shoes or socks on bare feet <laughs> and didn't know anything different he was the happiest person i've ever seen just skipping around and some lady pulls up rolls down her window and says hey sonny put on your shoes and he's like shut up old lady <laughs> you know and he just keeps going you know and that was just dean i mean i think you you know showed up to baseball tryouts with no cleats on no socks no nothing no glove get no glove yeah. gets up to bat <laughs> and we have this fly in our room that uh is going to join us here today but uh funny i mean that's just one of a thousand stories that uh i remember of you dean <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I did just kind of enjoy myself and just took it moment by moment and day by day and just enjoyed growing up with all you guys. I mean, it was always just a pleasure to play baseball, basketball, football. I mean, it seems like we were always together and always yeah. traveling together and always in sports together and uh, just hanging out and having fun and uh, loved my childhood. Yeah. Yep, and and Dean's unique, right? Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, oh, a lot of lot of <laughs> like sliced green peppers in a sandwich bag. <laughs> That's right, the green peppers. Just around. I'd like to mention that Dean does have shoes on today. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is that is a step up. I yeah, think I, that it's amazing how Dean's transformation from where when you know the the multicolored hair, fruit basket earring, <laughs> start off a of college to being the first one of us to graduate college, get his life in order, and. Uh, you know, Diener, I mean, you've been the bedrock for so much of us. Uh, yeah. Backstory, another backstory. Um, Dean bought a home in Sandy, Utah in the, the late 90s. And uh, shortly thereafter, um, fell in love with his now wife. And they moved into the, the home she had in Sugar House, which left this home in Sandy um, where his father lives um, with some space available. And uh, Dean provided that space to all of us. For many many years, um, the the home became known as the home for wayward husbands. Um, <laughs> I had multiple incantations for years in that home, and multiple for me as well. Drew had multiple. Um, many of our other friends who weren't here also had stays there. But without it, um, I wouldn't have had a, a nice, safe place for my kids to grow up. And Diener, I I cannot thank you enough. And I just want that to be on record that how appreciative I am for you to have that. And that house is still there. Um, and, uh, 
it's an amazing place. And, and, and Scott's still in the garage. <laughs> he loves it. No, I moved on. Thank you. <laughs> no. but, yeah. Uh, well, and cool. I want to point out, too, because think about it. I, I, every parent thought Dean's going to be this wayward person. He's going to, you know, the guy has no discipline. He can't do this, that. And, and like you said, Scott, like you were the first one to get his degree. He got his life together. We're all trying to, you know, hold on to his coattails. And I love it because Dean didn't care what people thought of him. And I think that's yeah. one of the things I love about you, Dean, is you didn't care. You just did you. And that was really inspiring. I was always like, I was a follower. I was nervous. I was like always trying to be like someone. And Dean was just like, I'm doing whatever I want. I love that about you. And in fact, I'm going to park my Celica right in your front yard. <laughs> just leave it there to leak oil. Wow. Yeah. And well, no, thanks to you, Todd, because, you know, without you and your family, you know, I spent a lot of time with you guys. You guys are family to me. And yeah. um, I'm not sure what I would have done when I got out of high school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of thinking, oh, I'd just start work and life would work out and I'd, you know, get going. And, you know, you decided to go to St. George and to go to Dixie College and, uh, you know, encourage me to maybe do the same thing or we talked about it. Yeah. And, you know, last minute I decided to do that and got an opportunity to go there and started going to school and realized that uh, it was where I wanted to be and kind of what I wanted to start doing. And so um, thanks to you and your family, you know, for giving me some guidance and getting me going in a good direction. And it's funny, once you get going, things seem to work out. Where did you finish school? Uh, University of Utah. Go Utes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice plug there. Well, and you had Scott. great support from your, from your dad and your mom. Yeah, no, I when mean, it went down there. also had great support from my family and from all my friends. I mean, really, you know, I mean, why I'm here today is uh, because I do love my friends and love talking about all this stuff and just really appreciate um, all the time we've had together and we'll hope to continue to have together. A Ritz yeah. cracker was never safe down in St. George. <laughs> 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 yeah, that... Uh, you know, Drew threw out the Celica parked in my front yard for about a week and a half. And the story behind that is my my front yard was a bunch of rocks. And <laughs> Dean being Dean didn't care. He comes in going 40 miles an hour and locks it up in my front yard uh, with a Celica, you know, and kind of embeds his wheels into the rocks. And it's right there dead center in the front yard. And then he couldn't start it. It's leaking oil. It's like... and. We had to leave it there. We couldn't get it out. We couldn't push it. We couldn't. We, so we leave it there. And my dad comes home and he's like, what happened? I'm like, I'm sorry. First of all, it's in the front yard, in the middle of the yard. And my dad's just like shaking his head because he knows Dean. And Dean's been around in our house a lot. Uh, he was a, a, one, of the, one of the kids, actually. And uh, anyway, so he's like, get, tell Dean to get this piece of shit out of here you know i'm like oh yeah we'll, we'll we're working on it right <laughs> <laughs> and here we are a week and a half later and it's still parked in the front yard <laughs> and my dad my dad you know what hey you can drink you can you know get a 2.1 gpa you can party till three in the morning <laughs> do all these things everything's fine but you park in the driveway it, the wrong way or the yard he loses his cool <laughs> He comes home one day, and he just loses it. He's like, if you, if Dean doesn't come up here and get this piece of, you know what, and just goes off. And uh, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And Dean, just being Dean, it just never phased him. He's like, well, we'll get, well, I'll get there, Todd. I'll, we'll figure it out. I'm like, Dean, I'm gonna get killed. Come get this. Slight. <laughs> Tell, uh, talk about your dad's reaction to the table that Justin and I broke. 
Oh yeah, that's another oh, funny God. story, right? There was a visual for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, again, this is back in the partying days for me. Um, we, uh, we were. Uh, I was going to school at Dixie. Dean was down there, and Pratt was down at uh, Cedar City. Yes. So and Cross and I were also at SU, and they were also down there as as well. Anyway, so we come home for a weekend because my parents were going to be out of town. So we throw this raging party, and uh, <laughs> and I, you know. I don't want to get busted throwing this party. So I throw everything in my parents' room that has a lock on it that will break. So we throw everything in there. You know, you guys helped me do that. And we left out one really piece of crap coffee table. Uh, it was just out there in the open, right? Just where you'd normally leave a coffee table. and Glass and, coffee table. Too. Yeah. And I think it was it was you, Rass, and was it Justin? It was me and Justin. Yeah. yeah. Just you and Justin? Yeah. yeah and two big boys. <laughs> <laughs> decide to sit on this coffee table right well eventually this thing just collapses <laughs> under the weight of these two big guys and uh and i'm i'm sitting around oh, great what am i going to do so we we get rid of the evidence but i don't have a new coffee table to replace it so anyway we have this party we clean the house up we put everything back where it is you, it's the cleanest the house has ever been right and my dad comes home from his trip and we're, and that goes on for like a couple of weeks. The coffee table's gone, and my dad doesn't even notice. And I'm thinking, got away with it. We're good, right? Well, one day, uh, one night, uh, we're watching the news, and we always watch MASH after that. You guys remember that? And my dad's reading the newspaper, and my brother's sitting on that side of him. I'm sitting over here in, in another chair. And my dad literally, and I, I hope I can describe this for the listeners, he opens up his newspaper and then he kicks his feet out to put it on the coffee table, what he normally would do. And he's sitting there going, moving his leg up in the air. There's nothing there. And he, and he puts the paper down and looks, there's no coffee table. And he goes, where the hell is the coffee table? And I'm like, oh, I'm keeping my cool. And my brother, Sean, loses it, just starts busting up laughing. And I'm like, Shh. and I'm looking at my brother, shut up. Because I'm like, God, what do you mean what coffee table, Dad? We're trying to play dumb. And anyway, it was just one of those funny moments that we've laughed about this for decades. And my dad's just one of those guys that, and, and you know, oh, okay, we don't have a coffee table, get a new one kind of thing. But it was it was a funny time. Man. So do you remember, I know you all do, but when we uh, got earrings for the first time. <laughs> Now you talk about your dad. He he oh, has his points where he gets you know upset, and he has his points when he doesn't. And uh, tell us a little bit, Todd, about uh, the string of us that decided to get uh, an earring yeah. and come home for the first time to your dad. Yeah. So this is again way back uh, in the '80s when you know earrings, if you had one, was really kind of rare. You know now everyone seems to have an <laughs> earring. Um, so we're at the mall, Cottonwood Mall, walking around and just being kids. And, you know, I can't remember who it was. Hey, let's all get an earring. Maybe it was you, it was Dean. Dean. I, probably Dean. It was Dean. Everyone blamed Dean. If you notice, like, <laughs> Diablo? Whenever Diablo Thompson. Wrong, that's yes. what he is, Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not kidding you. And I feel bad for Dean back then because he always got blamed for everything, which half the time it wasn't. Uh, 95% <laughs> warranted. But, yeah, maybe. But anyway, it was probably Dean that says, hey, let's, let's pierce our ears. So. And we all decide, well, yeah, let's do this. So we all get our ears pierced there at the mall, right? Or you know, and and we're thinking we're cool all of a sudden, and you know, we're driving home, and everyone's like, well, hey, let's go show your dad, Todd. And out of all the people, we thought he would think it's pretty cool, 
right? <laughs> and um, so my my recollection, you might you guys might ever share your what you remember of it, but so I'm thinking, yeah, he'll love this. So we all go walking into my house. My dad's on the back porch. And we all come walking out, and we're just standing there talking to my dad, waiting for him to notice. And then he notices we've got earrings, and especially on me. And he just goes red and just livid. And I, what I remember he, what he said was, oh, he goes, you know what? You better take that out of your, your ear because if you don't, go, go downstairs, put on one of your sister's dresses, pack your bags, and get the hell out of the house. <laughs> and I look behind me, and everyone's gone. <laughs> all my buddies bail. <laughs> That's because we and were uh, throwing the uh, <laughs> earrings into the bushes. Oh, yeah. I literally have to – I take it out. I throw it in the bushes in the backyard, and I get lectured for an hour of why he thinks <clears throat> earrings are bad. <laughs> and I'm just like, out of all the people, I'm like, Dad, come on. It's no big deal. It's, it's an earring. You Was know? he standing there in his short terry cloth robe? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yes, terry cloth robe. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Crazy time. But, but my dad, you know, he uh, – he just wanted, I guess, and I think he wanted me doing something different because he knew I was going down this path. <laughs> because I have to say this, and I hate to admit this, but I think within that month, I got an earring, I ended up shaving my head, and then I got a five on the ACT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all of this is happening. Not particularly and, in that order. Not to mention. Did you have the van at this point? No, this is before the van. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But, I, but it, during that month also, I had passed out in the bushes right by my front door. I guess I was trying to get, I don't know, I fell over and I was laying and sleeping in the bushes and my dad found me. So all of this happened within a period of time. And so my dad's thinking, man, I'm going off the, the deep end here. And so I think that's why. The earring was so sensitive. Put him to over him. the top. He was just like, oh my, now he's got an earring. What is going on? <laughs> right? You fit a year or a lifetime's worth of partying into a short span. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so. You yeah. went pretty hard. Well, you did. Yeah. I mean, we all did. But I, I think, think we, we all did. Were, yeah. You know, I came up with the brilliant idea on the earring thing of breaking the front of the earring off and just, and just using the stem, <laughs> <laughs> which I then went to bed, and that stem got lost in my earlobe. Oh, because it went up turned, into, oh, no uh, way. Then turned into a great big infection, oh, and I man. got busted about three weeks later <laughs> for having an earring. I didn't, real, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, I thought it was a good plan. Yeah, but, and I uh, think out of all of us, Dean kept his in the whole time. I think you did. Right? I think I did, yeah. No, I did, and I, you know, I talked with my mom about it. She wasn't overly happy about it, but she went along with it, and I had it uh, through probably my first couple of years of college or maybe even through college. Well, that's where the yeah. fruit basket came yeah, in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Sly calls me one day, hey, Toby, Dean's coming home this weekend. Can you talk to him? I'm like, yeah, what's oh. going on? Well, his hair is jet black, <laughs> and he's got a fruit basket hanging out of his ear. Oh, I'll tell you, I got to tell you this story. It, we go to this party down at Dixie, and it's all the football players, all these people from Vegas, and we're talking big, big guys. I mean – guys that can you know they're men right and we go to this party dean's got the i think at this point it wasn't jet black because he tried to dry it uh, dye it back to the original color and it turned orange <laughs> yeah. so it actually looked like this off color orange like the puke orange yeah and then he puts in this fruit basket earring and i'm like dean don't please we're going to this party i don't want to get killed and we go into this party. No one knows us. I mean, we know a few people there. All these football players. And Dean comes in, just dancing, swinging his <laughs> hips, doing this with his hands. And the fruit basket earrings going back and forth. And I'm thinking, we're going to get killed. 
you know, the way Dean looks, you know, and that kind of, but again, Dean didn't care. Dean doesn't care what someone thinks about him. He's like, no, I'm going to be me. And anyway, it was just one of those funny moments, <laughs> you know, and uh, Dean was doing some pretty crazy things at that time too, you know, with your roommates, uh, Jesse, I think it was. Yeah, no, it was just kind of one of those times where you're kind of sowing your oats and kind of learning who you are. And um, yeah, no, I was, I was definitely, you know, drinking, dabbling in drugs, drugs a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, for me, um, you know, I knew I would always be okay. Uh, and it worked out okay, you yeah. know, but I, I don't recommend that for anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I would say I was just having fun and enjoying my first year of college. And, and I did in my second year of college and uh, had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pratt, how many times did you ride your bike from Cedar City to St. George oh when we were at gosh. SU? True love. That's yeah. 50 miles. That That's 50 miles. I mean, it's downhill yeah. 50 miles, but coming back. Oh, coming back, yeah. Be well, you have to preface that by... Uh, you were a little skinnier then. I was a little. <laughs> well, a little. You're, you're lucky to be alive. To I be know. Um, well, so... Like I said, just to preface that, um, Todd and myself uh, dated um, twins, uh, and they were both in St. George or, or uh, Dixie, and uh, I was in uh, Cedar City with Scotty and uh, Cross, and there was a 57-mile uh, difference <laughs> between Cedar City and St. George, and it was uh, a tad Healy. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, playing football at the time in pretty good shape, so I thought I'll just uh, add to the, you know, regiment and ride my bike. And uh, so the first time I did it, um, it was it was rough. We'll just say uh, it was extremely rough. Why were you riding your bike? I was uh, riding my bike. Uh, well, to tell you the truth, I don't know. I asked that, my, myself that question many times, but so you had a car? I did. I oh. had a car, um, <laughs> wow. but I rode my bike. I think it was trying to uh, impress uh, <laughs> the <ladies>. somebody. <laughs> and what were you riding? Like a 1987 Huffy? Wasn't no, it, no. I had a, I had a road ten, bike. A ten speed. It, it was. was I had a road bike. bike. But um, if yeah. anyone out there um, has technology. ridden bikes. Which uh, you know, some of us are very good at nowadays, but uh, it, it's it's an extreme sport in that vein. Anyway, I uh, I was trying to get also to a softball game that all these mfers were playing, and they wanted me to play in. So I show up on a bike in, and my legs are jello. Oh yeah, he couldn't even walk. It was, anyway, uh, I only did it about three times. Uh, I decided after that that I wasn't such the Iron did Man. Did you ever ride back? I did. I rode back about 22 miles, uh, and then... Because um, back is significantly <laughs> yeah. uphill. It's all uphill. So, uh, like I said, it was 57 miles. I, I think I almost made it halfway back, and this truck pulled over and said, do you want to ride? <laughs> and I threw the my bike in the back, and... Uh, you were on I fifteen, uh, yeah, I fifteen with right the with I-15. the semis, yeah, it's and actually hailing and raining one way. <laughs> so, um, if anyone out there, you know, discredits the uh, Iron Man down the uh, yeah, an eighteen year old's will to do something, um, well, there you go. Yeah, 
A will to chase what? A will to do what? <laughs> it was a will to uh, see my girlfriend at he the time. He was whooped. Yeah. Totally whooped. And, uh, totally whooped. I was, you know, to tell you the truth, it was just to see Todd. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, I, that makes me feel good. Yeah, it was, uh, we had a special little thing there. I don't really know if the girls had more to do with it than the fact that we were such good friends that had girlfriends that were twins. I don't know. Yeah. Weird, but uh, no, that was an interesting time for sure. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Hey, t- let's let's talk a little bit. I I was the reason I'm bringing this up because I was talking to my father about this just uh, you know a couple months ago. Um, we uh, as a group decided to go to uh, San Diego for our <laughs> um, oh, senior wow. trip. And as we walk down this uh, memory lane, um, there's a couple of things about Dean Thompson, uh, Diablo, that uh, are always going to be in my mind. Uh, we don't need the roof to the Jeep. Uh, the Celica <laughs> that's stuck in Todd's yard and uh, this Jeep that uh, Dean got that um, forever will be ingrained in my memory. <laughs> totally. But uh, us yeah. tandemly going to Saint San Diego uh, with Dean in his Jeep with no top and uh, friends hanging out the back of the Jeep. But, but anyone want to add to that? From Salt Lake, though. You're, you're leaving from Salt Lake. From Salt Lake, straight through. It's our graduation um, trip. Yeah. Yeah, straight through. And Dean's like, hey, it's going to be warm. It's going to be really warm, you know, and. Dean shows up without the top, and we're and I think all of us were like, "Yeah, it's going to be hot enough. It's fine." Oh, I questioned it. Oh, I you was did. The one to question. It. Then <laughs> twenty minutes in, when Dean wanted to trade cars, I'm like, "Nope, that's all you. You made that choice." And, now, and that car or that Jeep was rough riding too. It wasn't smooth. Oh, remember Zach right. on the way home through Death Valley? <laughs> He was just like he a scab. <laughs> oh, God. He was yeah. like a scab. And he oh. had to drive like this. <laughs> yeah, the wheel was, was like... It <laughs> was like drifting the whole time. Yeah. And, I, and I just remember Zach on the way back, too. We stopped for gas, and Zach was asking everybody, do you have some mentholatum? <laughs> because his lips were so chapped. <laughs> what yeah. a great trip that was, though. Oh, that trip. Uh, yeah, senior trip. We all we rented a beach house in San Diego, and it was the biggest piece of junk on the beach. Right? You see all Thankfully. these beautiful things, and all of a sudden, like this, <laughs> like you know, what do we call it? Money pit is what it looked like. You know, it was this piece of junk. True. Zach and Zach showed the bums how to break in, so we had to ground yeah. him from Disneyland. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh, good man. times. We, yeah, we that again. This is during the partying days. We yeah, we were doing some crazy stuff. You guys were drinking down there. <laughs> Just a little. So you, what I, do you mean you guys? I wasn't on that trip. Reese and I went to Hawaii, but I know there was a special purchase you made that um, was a great story <laughs> also. And Tijuana. Necklaces. Oh, yeah. Tijuana. 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 Yes. Sly was so excited to get a necklace, silver necklace. And as soon as we get to Tijuana, he just like bails. And the rest of us are in another area, and we're going to get a necklace as well. <laughs> and we buy a necklace, you know, the guy starts at like 30 bucks or whatever it was. And, you know, Dean and I and um, Russell. And anyway, we buy these necklaces and talk the guy down to like 10 bucks. And Sly finds us about 20 minutes later, just <laughs> giddy as all could be because he talked this guy oh from gosh. 80 bucks to 40 bucks. 
And the next morning, his neck is just solid green. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the only one that yeah. turned green. Yeah, we got in the it's ocean hilarious. that day. And <laughs> just like this green dripping stuff off my neck. I'm like, what is this? And I thought, it means it's fake. I'm like, what? Yeah, I thought that was a, a nice purchase. It's a good purchase. Yeah, we got half price. Yeah, we got a few other purchases down there too. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah. we did. I think some steroids were yeah, purchased. Yeah, the uh, oh really? Aspirin oh, yeah. steroids. Yes. in Tijuana. Is that where Zach had to declare his citizenship? Yes. And was yes. Very we confused. almost lost He's Zach. He's looking in his pocket. <laughs> I, I don't know where I put it. Remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was Dean. Like, no, no, you're you're Zach, you're American. American. <laughs> oh, uh, American. <laughs> Or when Zach would just yeah. pull his money out from the inside, it was just all that in a big, a big wad, wad, and he had to like take it all apart. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, that was crazy. Fun trip. Yeah, those Hey, how about off. Pratt in the uh, bar down there in Tijuana when he was dancing with the? Oh uh, yeah. The, she was a little rough. The meth addicts. <laughs> she was a they little were rough. totally. They were <laughs> rough. Hey, I did that to save all you guys. Well, remember the guy with one arm was like, "Hey guys, over here." <laughs> Remember that? That scared the pants the off me. To those people. Sister? Oh yeah. And remember, Devin's just like, "Hey, let's go in there. <laughs> it's all good." Yeah. yeah, that was good times, man. That that was a crazy trip. Uh, we did some crazy things. We we did something at Disneyland you're not supposed to do, but we won't. I don't know if we need to men- uh, mention that on here, but we did some fun things. That was yes, fun. we did. Fun I've trip. never heard of the Disneyland portion of your adventure, so oh, it's the sky ride. The sky ride. <laughs> oh, the good old sky ride. We sky got ride. high on the sky ride. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, see, now that's something I would do. Yep. I told my uh, kids for a lot of years that I went skydiving, and it was just really that we went on the sky ride. Right. High. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, some crazy things back in the day, didn't we? We did, but the beauty of this group is that we have so much shared life together that goes beyond even yeah. high school. We've continued to keep our lives very close. And, I mean, Tove and I have raised our sons together. Yeah. Um, we were single parents for a long time. I mean, I yeah. still send Drew a happy Mother's Day because the man <laughs> yes. rocked it as a mother and a father. I do. I send him yeah. happy Mother's Day every year. Because, That's awesome. Um, you know, <laughs> you guys are what helped me get my kids through college and become successful in their own rights. Is, and I want to thank you because this shared life has meant a lot to me, this brotherhood that we have and some of the crazy stuff. I mean, Dean, should we talk about you and I in Vegas that night at the But real <clears> quick, <throat> you, you uh, to- <laughs> real quick, Toby did a Christmas card with uh, it was you and your boys and Forbes's dog. Yep. Yes. Right. Remember that? Uh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was that was a classic. Merry Christmas from the Tovies yeah, and the Forbes dogs. And the Forbes, Forbes dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic. That was Tucker and Snoop, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 No, Tucker and it was Rocco. Tucker and Rocco. That was yeah. okay. Yeah. Pre Snoop. Wow, that goes Sorry. way back then. Back yeah. to what was the question? That was your last Christmas card. That was my last and only Christmas card. Yeah. Well, really? I'll bring that I back. You did you more than that. Nah, I've only yeah. done the one. You can use Sophie. Sophie's very. That was cute. a Sophie's drop the mic awesome. type of card, though. I think this year you should tell. You know what? This year I'll do, do one. You got my word on that. Good. Oh, you heard yeah. it here first. Folks. I'll do it. Be Toby and the new Forbes dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna say you got it's a whole new, new generation. Oh yeah. Okay, well, Dean doesn't want to talk about that. Toby, let's talk about you when you and I worked together at Gettner. There's a great story there. Oh I'm willing to. You leave it to me. Um, well, it's more funny the way you tell it because oh my heavens! Let's so, back at we worked. Tove and I worked together. This was two thousand, two thousand one ish. Yeah, something right in there. Um, was right before I did what I'm doing now. But um, we were working for a company that sold conference calling 
uh, before that was a, right. when that was a necessary thing. And uh, oh, I was the we absolute were, shit. Well, I, yeah, I was I was having some success at it, and it was all based on call numbers, and um, it was outgoing. It was a call center kind of a thing, and we learned that. Well, Drew learned that. So go ahead. I'll let you tell him what you learned. Well, as I said, I was terrible at it. But uh, so on the daily, because you know you just had to put calls out. So I figured it would be, God, if I can't lead in sales, I'm going to lead in calls. So I started calling fax numbers. And it would record as soon as it picked up that it was a phone call. And every morning it would be like, Drew Tovey led the team in calls. <laughs> anyway, oh, we're uh, uh, so let me t- doing let, a, Yeah, let me jump in and then you okay. can tell the story. Um, so one of their new products at the time was web conferencing. And um, we were trying to get customers to to get on and do web conferencing which is like zoom now i mean it was this was in the early stages so i set up a view or a a test or a um, (laughs) demonstration demonstration with my uncle who at the time worked for a large bank corp based out of salt lake city and uh so i get him on we have a, a guide from the company we work for uh myself as a salesperson my uncle and uh, he brings on another person from his company, a woman, um, to go through this web conferencing demo. Well, Drew wanted to see it, so I have him come on underneath, so nobody knows he's there. He's just logged in, and the proximity of this office is that Drew and I are literally on other sides of a little partition cubicle wall. Cubicle yeah. wall. So I could like stand up and talk to him. Um, we also used this internal communication chat system, instant message system that the company had that we would communicate a lot with if we couldn't talk to each other directly. So that was, but we had a lot of ways to communicate. So Drew, go ahead. You're on the thing and we're having the deal. And Yeah, we're kind of waiting for Scott's <laughs> uncle to get on and Scott's doing this personal messaging to me because there's this girl that works at our office <laughs> oh, no. that... But I'm using the, the, the company's yeah, one. the company's messaging. And there's this girl that works in the office that Scott's trying to get me to ask out, and she was cute. And uh, anyway, Scott's personal messaging me through the message site, uh, <clears throat> telling me, you know, there's, you know, well, it was some of it was graphic, uh, and uh, you know, I'm just like, dude, I'm good. I don't want to date her. I'm not gonna, you know, yada yada. And anyway, so Scott's uncle is now coming on with his team. Some of it was graphic. onto the uh, conference call so we've shifted over from so it shifts over from that from our personal messaging now it's on the web and it's on this demonstration and i can't remember exactly what i said in the last message i sent to scott but it was just like no dude i i am good i'm not going to ask her out i'm like what are you trying to do and so then this message comes across on the the conferencing messenger that says dude i'm just trying to get you laid by a little blonde hottie. Yeah, by a little blonde hottie. <laughs> and then Scott's uncle now is Whoa. activated on this thing and right across the front page <laughs> of the, everybody's computer it is this all. message oh, from Scott wow. saying, I'm just trying to get you laid by a blonde hottie. Oh, man. Scott's uncle is like, Scott, what is this smut on the screen? Well, and of course, before that even happened, as soon as Scott sent the message, he just pops over the, the <laughs> yeah, divider. Quickly. He's like, did that just go to everybody? And I just looked up and started laughing. 
<laughs> and I said, yep. Oh, and man. And then his uncle's like, Scott, what is this smut oh, on the screen? Wow. Scott's like, that wasn't meant for you. And he's like, well, we're done here. And I can just hear, you know, keys getting pushed. Scott's trying to delete, delete, delete. And his uncle hangs up, takes his team off. And in within Gettner, we have, you know, there's, I can't remember her name. That was Shelly. Shelly is at the controls of everything on this thing. And Scott just, you know, grabs me and he's like, you got to come with me. You got to come with me to explain this. And we walk into Shelly's office and she is already just in hysterics, yeah, just laughing. And she's like, Scott, that's not the first time this has happened. So, yeah. and, she squelched oh. it. Yeah, because I thought I was going to get fired for sure. I mean, oh, yeah. I oh, thought my uncle would. How long is my uncle was my mentor. I mean, yeah. this is somebody who I have the utmost respect for. And to this day, we laugh about this now. But I'm glad uh, you bring it up, though. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, but that is I hilarious. mean, hilarious. So, yeah, we've just, again, that's part of the shared life, this yeah. brotherhood that we've had that we've gone through. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, I remember one time my parents came home. Uh, Dean was there in my house by himself cooking <laughs> pancakes. And he's in the kitchen just flipping pancakes. And here comes my mom home early from work. Hey, what are you doing? I think Todd's on his way. I don't, I'm not sure where he's at, but uh, he's on his way. And uh, anyway, it was just funny moments like that. Again, Dean just being Dean, you know, good times. Um, I'll add to this the kind of the the message. I think the theme a little bit. We all have uh, have done some crazy stuff, but we were fortunate to have each other to actually look out for each other. Uh, to sure. lean on. I remember Absolutely. throughout, I'd, since we were 12, 11, 12, we were always, you know, I remember when Scotty was having problems, everyone rallies to Scotty. And when Dean's having problems, you know, nobody rallies to him because he didn't <laughs> care. No. But, you know, I remember getting a call uh, from everybody saying, Todd's out of control. And, uh, we held our butts down to mm -hmm. uh, Dixie, that. and yeah. I pulled him out of a party, and <laughs> I almost punched him and said, what are you doing? And he looked at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I think, in you know, all of us uh, have, I think everybody in life has their ups and downs. They're, you know, experimenting through what Dean calls trying to figure out what he wants to do but we had each other uh and i think if yeah. if the theme of this is uh we're here because we had each other if we didn't yeah. i don't know where we would be For in, sure. in reality yeah 100 percent. yeah and it really takes a village so i mean you know we all support each other but you know we had really good parents for the most part too that yeah. would help any of us out and you yeah. know we could go to any house you know and share most experiences and uh, get advice or feedback or get a little direction and so we had a lot of fun but there were always people there to help us kind of become who we are today yeah, yeah. well my parents would would all consider all of you their kids I mean all of you seriously like to this day like honestly like my dad is like he just feels like he's part of the friend group he just loves you guys and it's just cool to watch that that we've had that just that connect connectedness, which a lot of people don't get, and it's unfortunate. And but man, we have a group of friends, and there's more friends than just us. But um, we're so tight, and it's awesome to to have that support, like you're saying. Very fortunate. I 
my siblings comment on it all the time. Yeah. Because they don't have that with yep. friends from, you know. Oh, yeah. Some of us go back to kindergarten <clears throat> together and, you know, in grade school and YBA basketball and, you know, and here we are, you know, 40 plus years later. Yeah. And some of us still playing softball together. Softball together, fantasy football together, you know, <clears throat> uh, holiday lunches, dinners, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Football games. And it's mean, phenomenal. Yeah, it is phenomenal. Well, I, I want to say something. So, you know, <clears throat> I years ago pulled myself away from the friend group just because I was a mess. Um, many of you don't know, like I didn't share like, hey, I'm a mess, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it was going through a tough time um, and had something that happened that kind of changed the course of my life. And uh, and and it really was a, a time in my life when I was really struggling. You know, back then, I, I think we all did it. We put on a mask that everything's good, you know, and I was but but behind the scenes, I was really, really struggling. And uh, but you guys, I just want to thank you for. Even though I did that, you guys respected what I did. You guys supported it. I mean, some of you gave me a hard. Dean gave me kind of a hard time on it, um, but uh, he did. He, just being honest, but but it wasn't in, in a. It's Poor just jabs. Dean being yeah. Dean. Just some. He just yeah. I, you know. But that's Dean, and I and I love Dean for that. But uh, but this was twenty early late teens. Well, yeah, this was twenty two. I was twenty two. Yeah. yeah. 22 years. I mean, <clears throat> we're 53, well, 54. To make change, you yeah. got to separate. Tove's know? 55. Well, I just 54. knew that I I had to. I'm, the last time I drank was at Pratt's birthday party when your girlfriend threw a big rager. And I thought. Oh, I stole her bottle opener. Remember that? Yes. And, and I'm not kidding you. I go still to that have, party. Oh, my gosh. And I'm the thinking, fuck? I'm going to stay yeah. 10 minutes. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, I'm, I'm going to go show support. I, you know, I'm not going to drink. And. <laughs> And I'm, I end up drinking a case of beer that night, <laughs> yeah. and I just get hammered. And uh, and it, it was it wasn't because I couldn't didn't want to be with you guys. It was just more of I knew if I was going to try to get past this, that I had to separate. separate yeah. And mm-hmm. but I just want you guys to know I know that you guys respected that. You guys we've been friends. You guys have been very supportive. You know that kind of thing. I just I don't know if I've ever told you to your faces, but it, that meant a lot to me. <clears throat> I did some things I wasn't happy about, and uh, anyway, grateful for you guys. Todd, you so never, much. you never really separated, dude. Well, I know that, but I mean, I didn't go. Step you guys, I, didn't, I took yeah. a step back. You yeah, know, you were always. I, with I just us, had man. to, and I know that, but it was hard. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Harder than stopping drinking and partying was stepping away from sure. you guys. That was brutal. I was watching blockbuster movies with my mom on a Friday night, and I'm just going, "This is my life." <laughs> yeah, it, it was brutal, but but it's something I had to do, and I'm glad I did it. Um, but I'm just grateful for you guys for sticking with me and not giving up on me, and and letting me still be a part of everything that you guys do. And no, absolutely, and buddy, love you, love you, brother. Up. Yeah, and every time I don't know, just it it feels like we're we're back with me and you and Steve Brownlee, and I don't remember what class we had together, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean yeah. that that bond, that kinship is just yeah. is just there. So time separation, I don't think is yeah is taking a toll, which is awesome because yeah. you know I'm I don't know. You guys are amazing men. This is an amazing group of men, and well, I, it just I know shows we're how here. deep the friendship is. Yeah, we can take a step back, or we go through different things, and we're just we're still. Well, as there. soon as you're back together, you're right back to where you were. Yeah, you know, and that's how it is, and that's how yeah. we, you know with a lot of people. You know, I don't see Zach Jones as much. 
yeah for the last several years as i used to and but when i do it's like we're it's, right it's like right back like where we were. never missed a day yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's a lot of examples of that you know unfortunately chris kimball's no longer with us um you know yeah. but the same thing with chris you know i'd go a while without seeing him and then we it would just pick up right where we were yeah so um, we've lost a few friends chris kimball mark yeah. shank yeah you know dave, dave brogue, brogue. Yeah. yeah sorry uh, but yeah we've yeah we've lost some good ones man it's yes, been we tough have. to watch uh, to go through all that yeah and i, I i'm glad you brought up chris because i do want to talk about that because that's um a fresh very fresh very fresh um yeah. we lost chris chris took his own life um six weeks ago six weeks ago and and wow. he was he was older than us by a year but he was part of this group i coached football with chris for a long long time and um I don't know how to process that part yet. I do want to say suicide prevention, 800-273-8255. Katie Babs talks about that every day on Turbo on XM that I listen to at the gym. So 800-273-8255 if you're ever in trouble. Um, I know that there's people that can help. But um, how are you feeling about that? How are you guys processing that? Uh, I'm still processing, Chris. You know, uh, Chris took his life two days after my father died. And I kind of had to compartmentalize that for a while. And I, I think I've still kind of compartmentalized it. Um, I'm still as angry as I am sad, I think. Yeah. But I do hope Chris has found peace. I know he fought demons for a long time. Um, I've never been in that headspace to that level, so I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, you know, but but I guess if I'm going to be honest with you, I, I still I still am as angry as I am sad. I love Chris. Um with all my heart um he was one of the most likable guys there ever was and i think his dad from what i understand i wasn't able to attend his service but from what i understand you know his dad just said uh you know chris loved everybody and everybody loved chris but chris didn't love himself enough to beat the demons that he was fighting and uh i you know that really hit home with me as far as a definition of chris yeah because it's very true you know there wasn't a more likable guy than chris you know he'd come up to you with that smile yeah his attitude, his, you know, yeah. just a, a likable, lovable guy. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, to go through the loss of my father and Chris in the first couple of days, you know, it was like an example of like the full circle of life that I saw with my dad. And then a really, you know, uh, a really sad ending to uh, an incredible person. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to miss Chris, you know, a lot. Uh, I do already. Um, but I'm still in the process of processing that whole thing with chris right now i haven't really found peace with it uh but at the same time i'm not you know distraught about it either because another thing you know that chris's dad said uh at his service was that you know he was shocked that chris did what he did but he wasn't surprised yeah and you know that's another thing that rings very true because again you know chris fought those demons for a long time and um you know i didn't catch that phone number you mentioned but Again, there is that phone number to call. If you 800-273-8255. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. You know, thinking about Chris, uh, I had to stop and reflect on who else we know might be having problems. In fact, I had a little conversation with Dean about, you know, I, it just made me think, you know, we're here for each other. Are we missing something? You know, is somebody out there hurting that we're not doing our job? You know, well, you know, that's interesting because I've thought about that with Chris a lot. And, you know, the day before Chris took his life, I called him five times. He never answered. 
And then I, uh, you know, shot him a text Sunday evening and let him know that my father had passed and mm. wanted to let him know. And I wanted to Chris to let his father know because yeah. Chris's dad and my dad were very close. And um, about an hour later, Chris texted me back, but all it said was, sorry, Drew. Mm. And I'm not sure if that was sorry that my dad passed oh. or if he was sorry about what he was about to do. Wow. And, you know, as you think about us doing our jobs or reaching out to people and that kind of thing, you know, I do believe that, and Chris is a good example of that, I did reach out, he didn't come back, and I think it's because he knew yeah. that if he shared what he was going through with me, I might pull him from the edge, as I've done before. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think Chris wanted to be pulled back from the edge of, for wherever he was in, you know, yeah. well, in It sounds like space. he had a plan, the way, I mean, the way things went down. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I that think sounds so. sounds like he had a plan. You know, I've not had a chance to, I talked to Andrea Kimball, um, Last Sunday, I ran into her at brunch, and I talked to her and her husband a little bit about it, and they're hurting, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the hell, they're they're still really fresh off of the loss of Russ Kimball, you yeah. know, which yeah. was only right. five years ago. Yeah, wasn't too long um, ago. And you know, uh, it's a uh, it's a shame that uh, Chris is gone. Uh, very likable guy, lovable guy, um, a really good friend. And uh, but I do think that you know it's tough when someone gets into that spot to be able to help because they. I think they get to a spot where they just don't want the help and yeah. want to go through with what their off. plan is. Well, yeah. Pratt, you were talking about when you were there for me, um, and I think you were referring to when we were in McPhail's backyard. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I went through um, a migraine challenge, and it was it would hit me seasonally, but it was brutal. It would be multiple weeks of just sheer agony and hospital visits and hospital visits and... Uh, I got dark and I started saying some things like, you know, I was, you know, this isn't gone in a week. I'm going to take care of this myself. And mm. I said it to enough people apparently that got overheard and, um, these guys rallied and gathered around me and, and they got together and pulled me in and, and asked those questions of, are you serious? And how serious are you? And yeah. were you, and I would say I was pretty serious at the moment because I was in dire straits. Um, it took me another year of, um, I guess not really paying attention to what was causing it. And uh, I figured that out. And I haven't had those headaches now for a long time, going on 10 months. And um, that's great. Also, stopped drinking alcohol 10 months ago. So that, I think, is a big contributor. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. With these, I, I don't know where I'd have got without these guys. And mm -hmm. I mean, Dean can attest to it because he saw me at the worst of it. He saw me uh, going through physical pain that was unstoppable and you know so there are factors that can push people to those things and um, I'm yep. just glad all you guys were there and that we've all been able to or that you were able to help me work through and get through and get past some of those demons so thank you guys I appreciate that um, yeah. every no, day you're welcome and uh, you know awesome. the thing is too though it goes full circle because I mean I can tell you Absolutely. a month ago when I lost my father and then Chris passed and I had a little incident a few months prior to that and I had some friends that were worried about me, and I mean, I could grab my phone right now and go through text messages from Scott Forbes, Todd Sylvester, Dean Thompson, Pratt. Um, I could go on, um, but my friend group uh, reached out to me on a daily basis, and that friend group is eight, ten people that on a daily basis I got a text or a phone call asking how I was doing and if I needed anything. And again, that support and that love yeah. that's shown is so important. It really, really is, and this group has always done it. Yeah. We
It's awesome. Slay, you helped me in that same time um, when you were still, um, I guess, more active in a religious fashion um, and laid hands on me. And, and that did provide a lot of help. And, and I thank you for that. And that was more the reach out, just the one-to-one time because yeah. I was going through a rough time then. And, you know, it took me a few times to figure out what pathway works for me and what doesn't. Yeah. And that day you spent and the time you took, I do appreciate it. Because, Absolutely. you know, and we've always been there. You've always been there. And I don't know, to see the transition and, and watch what you've done and turn this whole thing into is pretty spectacular. So, um, thank you. I'm proud of this group of men. Very proud. Same here. Absolutely. You know, and I would just say, Todd, you know, uh, I've always been in your court and I've always been impressed with what you've done with your life and, you know, raising your family to, you know, transitioning into, uh, you know, life coaching and to what you're doing now. And, you know, I look at what you do and I think it's very valuable to everybody. And I'm just, um, and I have been for a long time, really impressed with you and what you do and uh, just want you to continue doing it because it's good to see people doing good out there. Yeah, wow, that means a lot. Thank you, Dean. Love you, man. Love you too. Yeah, I, you know, Again, we could come up with a thousand stories of these type of situations. You know, when I was in one of my darkest moments, uh, Dean, you were there. And um, I had reached out to, you know, I was struggling with my, I was going kind of going through a faith crisis. And uh, first time people, me saying this. So, um, but I remember I reached out to people that I thought would respond in a certain way because they had a background and whatever. And it was just met with, uh, you know, I'm doing the wrong thing. It's my fault. Da, 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 da. And then I, out of all the friends, I went to Dean first and told him. And all he did was cry and come and hug me. <clears throat> I'll never forget that. And I, I sent you a text a little while ago about that. But I'll never forget that because it was like for, the, for one moment, Dean didn't care. He didn't ask questions. He just hugged me and cried with me. And uh, that meant a lot. <clears throat> and uh, so anyway... I mean, we just have so many great moments like that where we've been. I always say this in treatment here with people. You've got to have friends who have your back. Yep. Because if you don't have that, because a lot of these people who come through this treatment center, they don't have those type of friends. It's like, right. you know, and yeah, we did some crazy things together and people might look at that and go, yeah, you guys, but you know what? No, we, we've been through the thick and thin with each other, but we have each other's backs. Absolutely. And that is rare. And I always tell people who leave this program, you've got to have friends who have your back, who will call you out, who will say, what are you doing? What's your problem? You're better than this. Or, hey, you look like you're struggling. What can I do for you, man? And be honest with me, that kind of stuff. So, again, just, you know, echoing everything that you guys are all saying. It's just amazing. I am my brother's keeper is something that's always resonated with me. And, you know, I think that's that's part of it is that if, if we're stronger together – and building each yeah. other up is um, just something that seems to come with this group, and I love it. I mean, we yeah. give each other plenty of shit, but yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> all in love, though. It's all in love, yeah. but yeah, yeah. And I I think you know we've seen each other at our worst, and yeah. we've seen each other at our best, and uh, yeah, I you know when it's real, you you don't judge where someone's at. You either help or cheer on or yeah. accept 
because you know that's what we do well you guys accepted a lot of crazy women in my history that you've had to put up with and but i mean you helped me through it right i mean you know yeah hey some Scott, of them you were like you guys are you really are you really after after a while when you call all 10 women crazy you may want to look at yourself i'm just saying well there is a common denominator i know fortunately uh, hey, Forbes, but see, uh, take but a just, look at yourself here right but the caveat stacy my wife, She's like, Why is, she oh, broke yeah. that mold. Uh, are we all in agreement with that? She did. You stayed on the, the hunt. You found the right one. I did and find the right one. one. Yes, hey, I found sure. an amazing, amazing woman. But it's a lesson in perseverance. It was. I mean, seriously. Right. No. And I, I shook the crazy tree a lot. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I was thinking, I mean, there's so much we could sit here and talk about, but, uh, um, you know, Pratt, I've known Pratt since, I mean, elementary school we played on yba teams together we played actually against dean yeah and dean was the dude that was just dominating everybody you know um but i was always pratt and i were always on the same yba basketball team and we'd have sleepovers um you know we uh we would walk back and forth to our houses and get chased by that dog uh (laughs) every time just these fun moments in you know, it was before cell phones and it was before, yes. like you could leave the house Security. for hours. Your parents don't have a clue where you're at, yeah. you know, but it was just the way we did things. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just looking up to you guys and hanging out with you guys in high school and just, I don't know, there's just, it's a blessing, man. I, I wouldn't change a thing of what we all went through and what we did in high school. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. It was the greatest. Would you change thing. getting put in the garbage can, Dean? <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was embarrassing. <laughs> what? Tell us that. What? I, I don't remember that. What? <laughs> we were messing around the hallway at lunch up at Brighton. You remember where the, where the candy machines were, and then yeah. it went to that ramp. Yeah, the ramp down. And yeah. Dean was already hallway. Dean was already on Miss Gill's shit list for everything. The hot dog. Oh, the, <laughs> oh yeah. The, joke, the, the, the snowball. The snowball. Just one more. Everything. <laughs> I need to work on my jeep. <laughs> so at one point during oh lunch, my gosh. Um, I Ed McDaniel, Rich Saunders, myself, and Pratt was there. Were you there, Scott? Ford? Uh-huh. Coons was there, I think. Coons. Yeah. Um, and I don't know exactly whose idea it was, but Dean gets picked up and put into this metal garbage can <laughs> with his arms down in it. Oh, and wow. then we creased the top of the garbage can <laughs> together so Dean is completely stuck. I don't remember that. And then about four of us take him all the way down that hallway just running launch him. and launch him down the ramp. So Dean's flying down the ramp oh, my gosh. like this. And he, as he hits the bottom, oh. the garbage can just tilts and he falls sideways and cannot move right at miss gill's feet at the entrance of the lunchroom and dean is squirming down there like a fish trying to get out yes and miss gill gets on dean like it's his fault and of course dean's like yeah miss gill i put myself in this can yeah clenched it together so i'm stuck (laughs) anyway and of course we all took off as soon as we saw him fall by miss gill oh yeah dean gets uh Dean had to stay after school for a week and clean lockers. Oh man, yeah. Dean well, might have something to say about it. I think it. the problem is, yeah, no, I had to clean trouble. I had to clean windows and lockers, but I never told on one of you guys. No, nope, that's right. Never told on one of you guys. Right. Did it? This guy had your back. Took yeah. the punishment. He had our back. Your friend yeah. has your back. See? Well, I remember we were throwing snowballs right outside our locker uh, on Bengal Boulevard there, just pegging cars, 
and we get busted. Here comes Miss Gill. You know, you know, you know, get down to my office. And he goes, one more. <laughs> Wham, just nails his car and right in front of him. We're like, oh, my it was goodness. Bus, or was it, it the bus? Yeah. Maybe it was a bus. But yeah. and, Well, just, she came running out because she was like, that's it. You guys are all yeah. suspended. And Dean's like, well, in that case. Well, if yeah. we're already done, here, one, one more. more. Wham. And I'm looking at Dean going, oh, my God. You know, and I just remember being in the office, and one by one, everybody was kind of talking, and they gave their story, and then they got to go back to class. And yeah. at the end of it, I took the heat for everybody and got a week away from school to work on my silica. Yeah, well, I think you said that you were here. You're like, I don't care. I, I need the time off anyway to work on my car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just so many stories that we could go into, you know, um, playing ping pong at Dean's and doing yeah. – Bach, remember we used to oh, box? Oh, God. Remember we used to Mumford and, and Bob McLeish. Oh. When yeah. Bob drilled Mumford and he just took his ball and ran home. Yep. Just, oh, well, well Lord, remember, it's like, funny. are we going to punch in the face? And those two were like, and Bob's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple cracks and Bob just wham. Just old, square. Old was bicep that, Bob. Zach's house? Because I know we used to box Dean's basement. No, that was a Dean's basement. Zach's was. And he threw his gloves Zach's off was and walked crazy home boxing. from yep. Dean's house, which is a oh, long, yeah. long, ways long way. Long ways. Long ways away. Eric did? Uh, that's the longest yeah. Mumford's yeah, ever walked in his life, I guarantee you. <laughs> and, you know, oh. speaking of the Jones, their boxing matches, because when I lived with them, yeah. Frank oh, yeah, put together was... tournaments. <laughs> and they would draw, you know. Yeah. And so it was either, you know, I either drew Frank, Justin, or Zach. No. <laughs> you know, and I'm two, a third their size. I did beat Justin once, made it to the finals against Frank. And we, you know, we wore ha football helmets. helmets. Yeah. Oh, and Suzanne would be out there. She'd have lemonade and some crackers <laughs> yeah. and things. And we're just on their back patio having these boxing matches. And Frank put me into the middle of next week. Oh, uh, well, I yeah. Mean, oh, I mean, yeah. The guy was a. Yeah, Wally solid was sitting on his rock. Harley, huh? Yeah, no, it was yeah. good times, though. Yeah. Good times there at the Jones house. I just remember the basement. Guys. It was, you couldn't hit in the face. Uh, it was just body where, punching. That's where we brought the well, I, I box. Then, yeah. I boxed yeah. Brandon Hansen, yeah. who's huge, and I'm yeah. the skinny little kid. And you gave him we, a sucker punch. We walk punch. out there to touch gloves, and I thought, my, this is my only chance to get a shot in. So you, and <laughs> I just crack him in the chin, and it takes his chin strap off. So he throws the helmet off and says, let's go. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, yeah. And he Game just on. wails on me for like five minutes. And I can't see the, the punches yeah. coming because you're in a helmet. And my head's just going swack, swack. You know? Oh, well, man, it was crazy. Well, I'll tell you, you know, now that you talk about these boxing matches we had, it has to, you know, like my thoughts go towards the black eye fights. Yes. We had. Oh. Black eye fights. Black just eye another fights. crazy thing. Oh, God. Yeah, don't remember that. was at your, that. that Hunter's Woods place. I we remember did we Hunter's did them Woods, there. And, uh, you were at that one. At the yeah, Hunter's yeah, Woods. Yeah. In fact, oh, I yeah. uh, wasn't I Shank there too. Yeah, Shank, Shank was there. Shank drew Rasmussen. Was it, was Cameron Rasmussen Peterson one of those? Yep. Shank just well, and I drew Cameron. Yep. And that's Cameron took a shot. Hit him in the top yes. of the eye and, and it split his, his eye open. open. <laughs> Remember, I, I had Willstead, and everyone's like, "Ready?" Yeah, We're like, dude. <laughs> and I just unload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did some crazy stuff. That was some dumb stuff. Well, I think maybe to kind of wrap this bring this full circle is maybe i can go around the room starting with you scott just you know for those who are listening obviously they're listening to our childhood but there's a lot of great lessons maybe share just one thing that someone's listening right now that may be struggling or looking for a, a pick me up that kind of thing what would you tell them um <clears throat> I, I guess i heard something there was a 
show that Anna Delvey show um, that was on Netflix yeah. or one of those, and there's a character in it that, that gets stung by her, and um, she makes a comment that I loved, and it was about being angry. And I guess if somebody's struggling, anger is usually a part of that struggle. Yeah. And what I'd like to say is that what what I what I heard in this thing was or what she said was something to the effect of, if you're angry. All you are is a character in someone else's story. And that really, really kind of stuck with oh, me. Oh, wow, yeah. I like that view of it mm -hmm. because that helps me a lot. So I've, I've been trying to put that into practice a lot and just be focused on conscious of, wait a minute, am I now a character in someone else's story mm. or am I living my own truth? Yeah, so I love that. That's what I'd like to impart. Okay. It wasn't my own line, but it stuck with me. No, I love that. Tove. What's the subject again? <laughs> sorry. You guys, sorry. Wisdom. I knew this was going to happen. Part in wisdom. Spanish. I feel like we're Go. back in Spanish class oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> What's your words of wisdom? Pratt and I got a deep. We, hey, we got to share this real fast. <laughs> I'm in Spanish class with Pratt. In, you know, it was our junior year or sophomore year. It was our sophomore year. Sophomore year. And I, I, I hate getting in front of people and talking, let alone in Spanish. Okay. I'm not doing good in school. You know, and Pratt and I we get teamed up to we have to do a, a speech in front of the class in spanish for five minutes Ugh. and so we get yeah. together and we have this you want to you want to take it from here oh my gosh <laughs> it was great because uh and we actually would practice <laughs> between classes before we got to this class and and we didn't know spanish i mean we've been through yeah. this class we're almost done with this yeah, class i think it was the shoulder. end of the and we had no idea any Spanish. So Todd's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, just just say hello to, and then say names, right? Well, no, you were going to say, hey, let, we're going to throw a party. Who would you oh, like to that's invite? That's right, that's right. So I was going to list off 100 Spanish <laughs> names. And it was going to be the five whole minutes, five minutes. And I, thought, <laughs> and I go, that's brilliant. I'll just Hola, list off all, we'll invite one and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and we're going to go down this list. And Pratt's like, that's awesome. And he goes, and then Pratt will come in and end and close it all up. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so I say the first line, and Todd looks at me <laughs> in this scared look and says, like, one name. <laughs> and we sat there. And Pratt's looking at me like, well, keep going. I'm like, keep I going. Froze. I totally froze. I'm scared to death. You didn't have a list froze. you're reading or anything? No, we couldn't. You had to have it memorized. Yeah. You couldn't. We had to just go up and talk. You know, and that was that, yeah, that was the sum of our uh, yeah. That was great. Got a D minus. We got a D minus. We were pretty happy passed. about it actually. We, we're like, thank you for passing us. Yeah, you passed. Know, right. These get degrees. So anyway, like, it, just some uh, some advice, Drew, that you could share with those that are listening. That uh, I mean, we've all been through a lot, and yeah, what could you share? You know, I guess first thing that comes to mind is just to you know again, uh, let me go back to. Um, I go back to, you know, the loss of my dad here recently. And, um, uh, you know, as you guys know, I grew up in a a step situation yeah. that, you know, years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It was really tough. Um, but in my early 20s, um, I would kind of faced with having a relationship with my dad or not. And some of my siblings have not had a relationship with my dad for many years. And... Um, you know, I went and talked with my dad and his wife at the time and put everything out on the table. And I, I just kind of erased everything and went from this day forward. And I went with this day forward with the attitude of just try to do right by others. Mm. Um, 
So that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, uh, don't get taken advantage of, but try to do right by others. And uh, yeah. I think you find a lot of peace in that. It's, it's helped me a lot. Yeah, very well said. Love that. Pratt? You know, I, I've had, I have, I think I, I have 13 year old daughters that are twins. So, um, (laughs) I'm fortunate enough to have the older side and then the younger side. So I have to, um, endure and (laughs) love, uh, every aspect of what that, that is. But what I've, what I've seen lately, um, is that, you know, we've got the war in Ukraine, we've got COVID, we've got so many things. We have social media, we have isolation, we have so many things that uh, we were not faced with as kids. Yeah. And um, so, you know, to kind of circle this around, we, we are fortunate. We are so fortunate to have grown up the way we did. But I impart this to my kids all the time, and I hope they get it. But I think we as individuals or, or people, we, we make more out of things than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, my advice would be, it's not as bad as you think it is. Uh, be thankful for what you have, the people in your life, really live with gratitude because it can go down a rabbit hole if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I see people doing it all the time, you know, and you have to stop, you have to reflect and say, wow, you know what? I'm getting so mad. Like we talked about your dad, I'm getting so frustrated. I'm the world is ending. The interest rates are going up. Just relax and look about what you have in your circle it's not as bad as you think uh and hopefully you know that gets you to the next day and 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 lean on your friends your true friends sometimes we don't reach out and then we expect them to reach out and you know there's there's got to be a little bit of both right yeah i love that so anyway well said pratt dino well uh i guess i would just want to say you know, it's been fun doing this with you guys, and uh, you're the reason I'm here and wanting to do this is just to mm-hmm. share this experience with you guys again, something else that we've done together. Yeah. And uh, I'm, gra- I'm glad we did it. Uh, for me, uh, you know, I think we've all had our highs and our lows, uh, but what I've learned is uh, it's okay to be vulnerable yeah. and to reach out to people <clears throat> and to need help and to not try to fight through something yourself. And it's actually more courageous to reach out and ask for help than to not. Yeah, wow. Again, very well said. You know, um, in treatment, we, we talk about vulnerability a lot. And we always say the amount of vulnerability you're willing to express will be equal to the happiness you'll experience in life. So if vulnerability is down, happiness is down. Vulnerability up, happiness is up. Because think about it, we've been pretty vulnerable with each other, and it's it connects us. Like we feel connected when you're vulnerable. Like you 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 do certain things, and you just feel more connected. So I think that's been maybe the foundation of our friendship sure. is yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? We we've shared everything with I, each other. I think that's I think you're right. So I very well said, big, Dino. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah. 
I just want to say love you guys, each and every one of you. I I have yeah. a deep love for all of you guys. Um, I wouldn't be here without you, and uh, I I am thankful and I look forward to, um, you know what the next decades bring for our friendship. This is pretty awesome. I hope to stay close with you guys for the next. Yeah. 30 years or more. And when hopefully. you're saying friends, we're saying here, but we also have a lot of friends who aren't in this room. Yes. Who we, just didn't, we didn't have enough mics. Yeah. Uh, but there's a long list, and you guys know who you are because, you know, like you mentioned, all those texts you got when your dad passed yeah. and just checking in with you. And yeah. I mean, how cool is that feels, you know, just knowing yeah. that even though this sucks, <clears throat> man, I've got people that, you know, want to know how I'm doing. So yeah. meant a lot. Yeah. meant a lot. And uh, I'd like to just reiterate what Scott said too and let each of you guys know how much I love you. How much I appreciate our friendship and how nice it is to uh, be able to turn so many different directions to get support in yeah. whatever we're going through. For sure. And the truth, sometimes the hard truth. Yeah. Because sometimes the hard truth is needs to be said, and that's what I really appreciate with you guys is when those yeah. hard truth moments have had have been spoken. Yeah. Do you want me to be honest or nice? Right. Take <coughs> yeah. your pick. Yep. Right. And yeah. honesty doesn't always feel nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hate for this to end. This is awesome. We'll need to do it again, honestly. I would love to. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having us. Thank you, yes, thank you, Slay. Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, this is fun. Um, so here we are. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. And I love you guys for all your support. I can't believe where this is at. We're ranked in the top 100 in mental health in the world. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, we're trending on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I've got amazing sponsors. You know who you are. Thank you so much for getting this out. To This will go out to about 450,000 people. And uh, wow. I know that there is some wisdom <laughs> spoke here today from a bunch of old guys right now <laughs> who's been through a lot. Yeah. right? But I, don't you guys still feel like you're 30? I, my head, I'm like, and then I look in the mirror and go, oh, well, no, I'm a little older than that. But like I said, we're together. the 17-year-old that creeps in. Exactly. That's, that's the one that scares <laughs> the hell out of me. <laughs> In my head, we're all 18. I see the same 18, yeah, 18 like, year old versions of us. For the record, I am the youngest one in the room. Yeah, Pratt uh, got held back three times when he was a kindergarten, <laughs> and he, he always touts that he's the youngest, but really, no, no, he actually really is. I would also like to point out he's also the largest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, for those out there, there's a lot of little teeny people in here. That the is largest is They made really 3D t shirts like that. Yeah. <laughs> All this right, looks well, like it's coming right thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. And, and again, um, please share this with everyone you know. Um, they'll get some good uh, wisdom from this. And I uh, love you guys. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>